0: On today's episode, we take you back to Arista County to talk about a horrifying triple homicide in Amity. We also talk about America's favorite cream pie, all this and more on Homegrown Horror.
1: You know, I was really excited for this, but I think it's a little too neon. It's so bright. Uh, Maybe we should get drinks what
0: say
1: something uh let's find a seat first let's go up front um it looks like it's pretty empty up there jackson hey
0: ladies oh no oh Oh, no hello how are you
1: now i know why the front is so empty
0: well i'm you know it's it's been tough a lot of dancers have up and quit but it still makes pretty good money, honestly. That it's is, just, you got me on a light day.
1: That is, um, quite the
0: outfit. Yeah, it really rides up ya. I'll just say that. It's not comfortable and you wait, gotta wash it Wait, didn't
1: you just finish law school?
0: I did, but you know with law school there's a lot of, you know, student loans you gotta pay for. And honestly, this pays more than being a public defender. Anyway, you want a lap dance or something?
1: To another episode of Homegrown. Homegrown Horror. Horror. Yeah, we're fun today. <laughs> <laughs>
0: B's just pointed out to me this is the latest we've recorded. It's really not that late though.
1: It's almost seven.
0: It's late for people who have other things to do in the morning.
1: Yes, it it's late for people who have day jobs. <laughs>
0: yes, it's too late for this.
1: Uh, I am B.
0: I'm Jackson, and um, we're homegrown horror.
1: We are homegrown horror, and uh, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Um, I started a new new job this week. I'm not going to mention what it is, but you know, started a new job. Happy about it. Work for a liberal arts college that will not be named. Um, so, within my f- one month of being here, I am employed.
1: Yeah gainfully employed gainfully
0: employed yeah
1: i got married we
0: got married (laughs) married over the weekend
1: yeah over the weekend in acadia and it was perfect the rain held off just in time and it it was wonderful i'm happy to be married so we've had some big life changes
0: yes I'm, i'm you guys have been together for so long gals that uh it's really awesome to see like this finally get to this point and you probably just feel relieved
1: oh it feels i feel complete yes i feel complete and i realized that um yeah we got married right before our fifth anniversary
0: wow wow so now everything is lumped together yep
1: so right before our fifth anniversary and i mean we've we've been best friends for 15 years total are you,
0: are you going to keep celebrating the time of when you are first dating oh, are, or are you uh, replacing uh, it with the marriage i feel like the marriage always trumps the uh, the
1: marriage does first trump first
0: time meeting i mean i s-
1: yeah i i def i feel like i do kind of still want to cuz that's the, commu- the 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 cumulative cum cumulative time yeah <laughs> that we have been together so, I think that will probably...
0: A s- pleasant acknowledgement. Yeah. Just acknowledgement. sort of like,
1: oh, you know, in a couple of years, we'll be like, oh, we've officially been together 10 years or 20 years, or, you know.
0: Five years. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. It f- that doesn't feel like it's been that long, but... And then the other thing that I did was I shaved off most of my hair.
0: <laughs> it looks awesome, though. Yeah. Bee's <laughs> got this pretty awesome cut going on that's just all around and the top is left over.
1: Yeah. I... Have been waiting to get my hair cut, but um, I was told I'm not allowed to, I wasn't allowed to cut it until after, <laughs> after the wedding. <laughs> so immediately after, like the day after, I shaved, I got it shaved off, and it feels awesome. <laughs> so those it are feels freeing. It's so freeing. So those are all of the things that happen. We've had a pretty big. Like, last week was pretty big. And then we also dropped our bonus episode.
0: And we dropped the bonus episode, and I I guess people are really liking that. So, we'll keep those coming, y'all. We're very excited. This is the last episode of September. So, we're going to be moving into October October. pretty soon. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's going to be, we're going to try to, I want to try to make our episodes extra spooky. Extra
1: spooky! (laughs) (laughs) As as much as we can, anyway.
0: Absolutely, but yeah, we'll we'll try to get something really good for the bonus episode in October. Also, something really dedicated to the horror theme. This last Lake Placid's a horror comedy.
1: Yeah, there. It seems like there are a lot. Yeah, I also did find out. I wanted to just say that all the Lake Placid's take place in Maine. I did did
0: not know previously if they did or didn't.
1: They all take place in Maine.
0: Okay, so we have that confirmation.
1: Yes. I did find that out. And I, I kind of want to do I still wrote, I found out there's like Placid versus Anaconda, which I did mention Anaconda is one of my other favorites. <laughs> so I would like to maybe do that in the future.
0: Something about reptilian horrors gets you going.
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so to bring it down a notch, um you said you have a doozy for me this week.
0: I do, and i also yeah i don't know how to make this funny or to like really get into this but i just do think it is an interesting case um and it is horrific so i figured we need to talk about it but Mm -hmm. before we get into today's episode um or the con the main meat of today's episode i wanted to also talk about something that's been relevant to today as far as crimes and what's going on but the um what was the previous disappearance and then discovery of Gabby Petito. And, um, she is the fiance to Brian Laundrie, who is currently on the run and police still have not apprehended. This is September 28th right now for those that are interested in the timeline and kind of where we're at as far as what's been discovered. So there was a video that had surfaced around the internet pretty recently relating to the Gabby Petito case, because... Gabby Potatoes' remains were then found in Wyoming in a National Forest. Um, but back in August, there was a video or there was a report from a uh, 911 caller in Moab, Utah that told dispatchers that they had witnessed a domestic dispute occurring with a couple in a white van. And Brian was basically beating Gabby openly by this van in front of people. And then there was um, video evidence of Them encountering Petito and Brian, and while there was clearly domestic issues happening, nothing was followed up within that moment. A lot of people have already seen the video that uh, of this happening, but it goes. But for some reason, this kind of story has really gripped people right now, and I'm not trying to say that this isn't horrific in any way. It is, and Brian is still on the lamp They have no idea where he is, but. It was very shady apparently he even after uh, he had even gone back to his parents house told them that he was going to be uh staying in this swampland in florida and police have been investigating that recently they believe that they have found a campsite that is connected to him though um i don't think it's in the swamp though but this story is getting a lot of traction right now um and well you know our hearts go out to gabby petita's family Uh, This is one of, like, thousands of cases of missing persons that happen in the U.S. And it's very interesting, like, what is, what's gripping people about this?
1: I think, uh, I did recently find out that she was actually an influencer.
0: Hmm. And so. So she has a following that's coming after it.
1: Correct. And so that is. That's sort of how they realized that something was wrong. Is because she wasn't posting mm-hmm. with regularity like she normally was, and I think that that's one reason why that's happening. Definitely, as as we get into a era that is more, we're more and more online. It, I'm hoping that that makes it easier for us to find people. Yeah because we can look at their social media, we can look at who they've interacted with, and um, yeah, there are so many people that go missing. And I also wanted to touch on, they did find the body of a Maine woman who went missing in, I believe, 2019. Her name was Annalise Heinig. She was recently found. Uh, as I said before, I don't necessarily want to cover cases that are Super, like new, but Dark Down East does have a whole episode on it. So, if you're interested in her case, I highly recommend going and listening to them. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff happening right now in terms of true crime and us figuring stuff out. And, like I said, I think that uh, the more we're online, the, it Not only can we sort of see the victim's last movements, but also there are a lot of people who help contribute to um, solving cases.
0: Yeah. More people are willing to come forward because they're hearing about these cases happening. More people have direct access to alerts from the police now more than ever. Uh, the information age has really accelerated everybody's ability to communicate more effectively on this. What I'm hoping that this does for people now is that we are able to share these cases better. Yeah, exactly what you're saying. Be able to share more information. And I think as an example of just kind of what you're describing, what we're kind of seeing, kind of the story of Gabby here, um, we understand that we're just sharing more and more information. And I think we've also seen that with like gun control and school shootings. Yes. People say, well... Some people say that they feel like there's more shootings happening, but there's just as many shootings have been happening. Um, We can just share. We just now share the information. We share information
1: faster. And then also we can, we, in a lot of ways, we also get real time um, updates happening Mm -hmm. because people have access. And we see that in a lot of other tragedies as well. And it's, it's interesting because I know a lot of people sort of damn social media and the overuse of phones, but it can also be a way for us to document more history. No, I don't want to say history, but document things.
0: Yeah. Have a paper trail.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes.
0: Effectively, yeah. I mean, paper trail, meaning mean, some people, you know. Contation of that leading to something yeah but just having any little bit of record available of where things are heading or where things were going
1: mm-hmm. there were two girls uh, a little while ago it's a fairly popular like a fairly famous case but i can't remember what the name of it is right now but there were two girls they were out hiking and one of them thought to pull out like this guy came up on them and she pulled out her phone to record Whoa. so they do have somewhat of an idea who killed them, mm-hmm. because one of them documented their... It
0: was quick enough on the phone. Mm-hmm. Wow. And
1: she just kind of did it without him knowing.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. So when they ended up finding her phone, they were able to use that as evidence to try and sort of figure out what happened to them.
0: Yeah. If you ever see, I don't know, here's a PSA for everybody. You ever see uh, anything weird happening with, or a domestic dispute happening in front of your eyes, don't just sit around and think someone else is going to help report it in. Uh, step up and do your part. In, you know, as helping as people
1: you. uh, l- another big thing is fuck politeness.
0: Yeah, fuck politeness. Fuck
1: politeness. That's a, that's a big thing in the sort of true crime community where it's like, it's, please see, if you see something, please say something. Mm-hmm fuck politeness don't this, think it's weird
0: yeah this contradicts with my what will probably be future and previous statements of don't talk to the police <laughs> <laughs> talk to police if you're not the person that can get in trouble Yes, correct <laughs> uh, i guess we can kind of dive into like the big thing of tonight all right my let's big do story it. um are you familiar? So this takes place in eastern Arvestuk County.
1: Arvestuk. Oh, so we're going back there. We're going, we're going back going to Arvestuk County. I
0: don't know why we're uh, being b- dragged back. Yeah, we've done Lake Placid and Arvestuk, and then there was the um, what was the other case? It was the Smirnoff case. No, the Smirnoff case was
1: that was in Maine. Uh, it's all on me. That was in the
0: <laughs> Poco is in Arustic. Oh,
1: is it? Okay. I think so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, So we're going back to our favorite county, (laughs) our most isolated county in Maine. Yes. So the location of the story I'm bringing you today, this all took place in 2010. So relatively recent. Okay. I will just say as a warning to listeners, this story does involve the murder of a child. So if you are uncomfortable by that, you might want to stop listening, move on. Um, it, It gets pretty graphic. But we're talking about uh, a location in Arista County called Amity, Amity, Maine. You're familiar with that? Yes. You are? Yeah. Oh, nice.
1: I'm familiar with any town with the Amity in it, Amityville. <laughs> uh, Amity is the town in Jaws.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and there is an Amity, Maine. Yes.
0: That's awesome. It's like Amity, Maine known for anything spooky. Do they try to coin that?
1: I don't think so.
0: No? They're, no. They're so tiny um i looked it up back in 2010 there was only like 238 people living in the town that and makes it's sense just, it's, it's very yeah well it's like i was looking at it it's just woods and route one just cuts right in the middle of it okay and as you kind of move up uh it finally hits like 95 and you can cross the canadian border into there okay yeah so right up butting up against uh the, the border
1: okay so we are we're, yeah
0: yeah Um, So this is the location of our crime for the evening. Um, Also, just area to kind of um, keep in mind of, we have Orient, Maine as well, which is north of Amity, I believe. Okay. Um, So let's talk about our murderer, who is still alive. Um, His name is Thane Ormsby. At the time, he is a 20-year-old individual during leading up to the murder we have him living at uh, the home of joy and robert strout in orient thane was previously a resident of ellsworth there was some like discussion that uh, people believe that he had dropped out of college recently and was dating the daughter of um the strouts okay and that's why he was staying with the strouts at the moment just to kind of get away from ellsworth for the time being yeah because
1: ellsworth that's far. Yeah. Because that's that's more that's mid coast.
0: Yeah, so pretty stretched out at quite a hike to just get all the way over there. So at this time he's staying with the Strouts just kind of I don't think um the Strouts daughter were there at this time. Maybe she was passing by, but I think she was over in Weston as I was reading. Okay. But leading up to the events of the murder at the time on June twenty second, twenty ten is the uh, occurrence of the murder itself. The victims are named Jeffrey Ryan, who is a father of Jesse Ryan. Jeffrey Ryan at the time is 55, and Jesse is 10 years old. And another unfortunate um, bystander in the murder is a Jason DeHaan, who is 30 years old, which is a neighbor to Jeffrey Ryan. There, There's a lot of kind of uh, weird dialogue back and forth about what was the cause or what kind of triggered this strange visit from Thane yeah. at the moment. Um, but from some investigative reports and also a interrogation uh, of, of Thane, he reported that he had gone to visit Jeffrey Ryan because he was a bad man. As he says in the interrogation,
1: he says he's a bad man.
0: Yeah. He says he was a bad man and was dealing drugs and is a criminal and is a harm to society.
1: Are they familiar in any way?
0: No. Or is
1: he making assumptions based on hearsay? Is he it assumptions is, this based is on from, hearsay? This or is from is Robert
0: Strout. Robert Strout is telling Thane that Jeffrey is a bad person, and apparently also Jeffrey had previously had a relationship with the daughter of the Strouts.
1: Okay, see that's what I was so mi- that's, that's what looking. I was missing. There's I a, there now. is
0: that subtle connection, but this shouldn't be enough for somebody to fly off the handle like this. Now there is some now the story's kind of changed over time also. Later on, Robert Stroud, after the murder takes place, says that the murder occurred because of a dispute over drug money, supposedly. Now and that's not substantiated anyway at all.
1: And that's Honestly, as somebody who's really into true crime, a lot of times that that's sort of the first thing mm-hmm. that a lot of people go to. If, if the people involved are not necessarily well off, if they're in poverty, if they live in certain areas, a lot of times it'll also come down to race, mm-hmm. but a lot of times... If the stars align, they're like, it's obviously related to drugs. Yeah. When that may not be the case. And it's a way to sort of dismiss that.
0: Now, th- that whole, like, drug conversation, though, is, is not, isn't substantiated, really, by any report through Jeffrey. Um, right. Right. The person with the largest criminal background is Robert. Honestly, he was um, arrested previously for, I think, hijacking a vehicle um, back in the 60s. And then also, you know, reckless driving, reckless hunting, illegal possession of deer, apparently.
1: That sounds, that's very Maine.
0: (laughs) Very Maine, (laughs) yeah.
1: Very, very Northern Maine list of...
0: You know, if you're in Northern Maine, I don't think it's a big deal if you go bag a deer. If it's in your yard, it's in my bushes. Mmm. I haven't been able to grow Fish roses and game for three is months. is going to disagree with you. <laughs> what about my roses? <laughs> Stand your ground for your garden beds. <laughs> Against a deer. <laughs> so it's a little back and forth of like, why did Thane even start this? But his words are that Jeffrey Ryan is a bad man, dealing drugs to people and generally causing misery. Probably more related to something with, uh, you know, the Strout's daughter okay i i think i we'll we'll figure it out we'll we'll go through this and so on june 22nd 2010 we have jeffrey jess and jason all staying the evening at uh jeffrey ryan's home and um at the moment of the murder jeffrey was in the garden shed behind the home and was rifling through things apparently thane rode up with his bicycle and had a knife with him at the moment. And he crept up on Jeffrey and stabbed him multiple times. Right there, at the shed. It's um, a little unclear, I think, of like what exactly happened. But I believe Jason had actually come outside of the home and had attempted to talk to um, Thane, but was also stabbed. His throat was cut as well
1: so this is happening within minutes i assume this is
0: all happening within minutes and very quickly um and i think i think what's going to be pretty obvious from the interrogation that from the uh, video of the interrogation uh thing had no intention of killing more than two people at jeffrey ryan's home uh jason was a bystander to the situation it looks like and you know I don't think even Thane is really aware of Jason necessarily in this moment. But we have Thane, yeah.
1: So do you, wait, no, continue. No, you go. Because you said he may not ha- so did he intend to also kill this child?
0: I, that's the weirdest thing to me is, I, I guess, so I, the reports were weird, but, you know, it might have been that Thane actually entered the home and then that's when he encountered ja- Jason and they got tussling into the front yard, and then that's how, and then eventually, yeah, Thane was eventually able to overpower Jason and kill him. Jesse um, was apparently, like, the last one alive as a child, um, but apparently Thane stated that he had a hard time getting to Jesse because he was quick. But yeah, Jesse unfortunately also died in the trailer and was left there.
1: So if he was last, so he did mean to he did mean he he purposefully
0: He did purposefully go after Jesse, um, but probably to not be pinned to any murder happening at that home. It was just a matter of him killing witnesses, I guess. Ooh. Yeah, this is really heavy. <laughs> I was really hesitant to even talk about this, but it's... No,
1: it's important it's important to do this sort of stuff.
0: Yeah. Like we gotta Bad things happen. <laughs> um, at the end of the this altercation that, yeah, probably just took minutes, uh, we have three people dead. Uh, wide range. But what's even unfortunate about this is that um, Jeffrey was divorced from his wife at this point, so mm-hmm. Jesse was staying with Jeffrey on visitation.
1: Oh, I would not. That phone call must have been rough.
0: Yeah, um,
1: considering it was also just out of the blue yeah there's no way that you would know that that's
0: what was going to
1: there's no way
0: and this took place on june 22nd um thane wasn't arrested until july 2nd
1: wow okay
0: yeah and this is because authorities weren't able to find him or connect him immediately thane does end up running away from this situation isn't a is later found in uh, later arrested in new hampshire but
1: another runaway to new hampshire well it's easy to
0: easy to get over it's there. so close but, yeah well not from amity <laughs> no
1: not from not from amity not like smutty nose
0: no after the murder takes place thane steals jeffrey's truck and you know fucks off with it The only way the bodies were only found because, well, I mean, eventually they would have been found, but they were found the next day because Jason's brother, you know, staying next door. Yeah. The neighbors were wondering where the hell Jason was. And I believe the brother's name is Jake. Jake was wondering where his brother was and had gone by a couple times to see where he was. He then eventually decided to go in saw that there was blood in the trailer and then he left and called his father and then the authorities were notified and then the authorities found jesse they found um they found jeffrey in the shed they took him a while to actually find jason because jason looks like he was thrown into some bushes nearby Mm. just to kind of conceal the tracks did he try
1: and conceal any of the other bodies or did he just
0: no he didn't try concealing any of the other bodies but uh like that's why i was saying like the tussle my uh, i think from the reports the tussle came out to the front so he had to move the body so, yeah that, somewhere would, that else. would
1: make sense yeah. yeah that makes more sense
0: just to kind of buy time we then uh, then a couple days later a burnt out jeffrey's truck is found in weston maine completely burnt like set on fire incinerated yeah okay yeah
1: definitely not normal
0: no definitely not normal that's the funny thing about like you know disposing of evidence and like movies and stuff they always show them like burning the truck or burning all the evidence if you're burning a fucking truck someone's gonna notice I mean, that. that's
1: usually why people get caught is because i think because of the way they dispose of the evidence a lot of times is dumb stupid um
0: you'd be better off not just not normal yeah <laughs> You'd be better off literally driving it into a lake or something.
1: Not setting it on fire. And yeah. just
0: leaving it somewhere where somebody yeah, can find it. Yeah, just
1: drive it into the Poco Moonshine like
0: Hey, it was reported we don't know where this truck is. Hmm, we have this similarly burnt truck found here in this random location. Hmm, can't mm-hmm. be connected at all. No, not at all.
1: And I mean, it doesn't seem like he... He doesn't seem to have a plan. This does seem... This seems like a... I don't want to say it's a crime of passion, because but like it seems... Like he doesn't have a plan.
0: It's definitely something that's just gone tits up for him. Yeah. So, looking at the couple of the reports, after Thane steals this truck, he apparently went back to the Strouts. And he, from Strout's testimony, Thane approached the home completely covered in blood and told him. That he needs to help him burn this truck and do all this stuff to help him hide evidence. Or he was going to kill his whole fucking family. That's what Robert says. Okay. Which, you know, we we can't say is that if that's true or not. not. Because
1: it could be, with what just happened, that is understandably
0: believable. Absolutely. Like from, he's probably just kind of jacked up at this point.
1: Yeah.
0: But leading from there... Robert goes ahead and helps Thane dispose of the evidence. He goes and helps Thane burn this truck. And then afterwards, Robert also drives him to a bog where Thane gets out of the bog, takes his murder weapon, the knife, and throws it into the bog. Yep. Try to dispose of it in any way he can. Yeah. So he's just cutting ties completely. They,
1: better, they would have been better off driving the truck into the bog. Absolutely. Honestly, like the amount of stuff that a bog can hold. I mean, it probably would be found but much later, I assume I I would think. Yeah.
0: But at any rate, so Robert now at this point has helped um Thane get rid of two pieces of evidence and does not want Thane to stay with them for obvious reasons. Yeah. So he does next to the best thing and he brings Thane to some extended family over in New Hampshire. And that's where we get these events leading up with um, Thane's interaction with uh, detectives leading up to his arrest. Okay. Leading up to uh, Thane's arrest on July 2nd, um, detectives had approached him and found him in New Hampshire staying with Robert's extended family. Um, The first interaction was very casual, apparently. Thane had gone down to the parking lot um, next to the apartment and just spoke with the detecti- detectives there. And the detectives, um, he had denied ever being near the Ryans during this murder. They're like reporting that this happened. He was like, no, I was never there. And then they also stated, he also stated that up to that point, he had been to Jeffrey Ryan's house two weeks before. That Is that moment.
1: why they went to talk to him?
0: Or is it
1: just because he was in the area and there are so few people that live in that area? I
0: think that was it. I'm not entirely sure what exactly kind of pulled them to Thane initially, but probably the connection through the Stroud's daughter, I think, would have been one of their indications. Oh, yeah, you're right.
1: I... Yeah, and they're trying to, that.
0: like, figure that out. And maybe someone else was saying, like, wasn't there this kid staying with you guys, the Strouts, at some point here at this time? There's only over 200 people staying right. in this town, you know? Exactly. Everybody knows what's happening with everybody else. The detectives at the time were able to actually get fingerprints from Thane right there at that first interaction. And then later, the detectives went back to the crime scene and found fingerprints of Thane... And also dna probably blood so on the second interaction with the detectives with thane the detectives have this evidence that he was very obviously at the residence of jeffrey ryan pretty recently a lot more recently than say two weeks prior yeah so they come back and they have a detective approach Thane back in uh, at the apartments they actually had st- staked out a couple police around his location but he wasn't there at the time so they're kind of waiting back and forth on the second rotation of some detectives and some surrounding police that's when they like encountered him and said hey some information came up can you come down to the station and talk with the detectives and they made it a totally voluntary thing they were like just come on over you don't have to if you don't want to and that's what the detective said it was like you don't have to come if you don't want to he does
1: yeah, because then it makes him think that he's not in trouble.
0: Exactly. Like, just put him in a false sense of security. And so he goes willingly, and he's like, he's approaching an attitude that's like, yeah, I'm going to try to help you guys. You know, just like, it's yeah. fine. whatever, whatever information you need. Yeah, it's just yeah, like, he's trying to too. be friendly. Yeah. A very long interrogation takes place and discussion with Thane, and... At a certain point within the discussion, kind of a lot of back and forth. In the first part, he's read as Miranda writes when he first gets in there. After a long discussion, one of the detectives say, like, pretty much that we're going to... It's like, you're going to find out pretty soon how much I actually know about this situation. And we're going to be doing this back and forth for a couple minutes. Yeah. And you're going to realize, like how deep you're in this. Yeah. It's a lot, it's a pretty bad conversation. Like, but they really have him tied at this and he doesn't even know it. Yeah. The first part of the interaction is pretty mundane. They don't really get to the meat of the actual confession. They do take a break. Thane has a cigarette with one of the detectives. The detective at the time, apparently when, you know, having a smoke with Thane outside, says that he thought that his eyelashes were singed. Probably from being too close to a burning vehicle, as he states. I have no idea how long it takes for uh, eyelashes to grow or for singed eyelashes to kind of. I
1: don't know what singed eyelashes look like. I I want to know how this guy was like. That looks like singed eyelashes. Yeah, not are you just, Sherlock? Just like, uh, he has short eyelashes. Maybe he's wearing mascara. <laughs> no, definitely singed.
0: Definitely singed. Definitely singed. I don't know how he's able to see that. And I think it's night at the same time. But this is okay. something that comes right. up in the reports. And I'm I, like, all right. Maybe you're just trying I, to be maybe. cool.
1: <laughs> then again, the smell of burning hair is... Disgusting. Disgusting. And, uh, well, it's been a couple months. I, I assume he showered. But. Yeah.
0: Well, that's the thing. Is like I don't think leading up to this moment, it's like, w- would it been that... W- would his singed eyelashes still be showing? But yeah, anyway...
1: Any, anyway, that's any, what we're getting told.
0: Yeah, that's what we're getting told. Thane comes back into the interrogation room and he says, your search is over. He literally says that. And then he proceeds to kind of cry a bit and... Go into talking about his confession. He had also previously asked for a lawyer. He's more asked about a lawyer, like questioned, like should I get a lawyer? Instead of instead Instead of of actually asking asking for a lawyer, lawyer, he said, Should I get a lawyer? And the detectives responded, That's up to you. Doesn't warrant them actually getting a lawyer, which actually comes up a little bit later in sort of this um back and forth with the trials. Yeah, I,
1: I I see that coming a mile away. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, left a lot of contention there. Getting into it here, Thane ends up going into this whole confession of murdering of his triple homicide. Thane's admits right off the bat. You can see this video online, by the way. It's like eight minutes. Mm-hmm. But he admits right off the bat that he showed up to Jeffrey Ryan's home with the intention to kill, Dr- uh, kill Jeff, steal his truck, and then drive to go kill another person. So oh. he had the intention of killing two people that day. Two
1: people, but not not at the house. Not he at was the house. Saying, he
0: was literally like going to, this is a half-baked plan, but yeah, go to Jeff's house, kill Jeff, take the truck. He wasn't
1: expecting kill A, the, Jason this other to be person. there, and B probably was not expecting
0: was not expecting
1: child being there on visitation
0: absolutely not so
1: that must have you're you're probably right he probably thought this is my only way out of this i have to kill especially if he killed jeffrey first yeah and then if he was going to find the keys he finds two other people in the house yeah yeah that okay
0: so it's the plan just went completely south for him of what he was trying to do but he tells the detectives during the interrogation that he did it because they're bad people. They're hurting people. Drug dealers, as Robert might have said to him, or something like that. He, he's trying to be sympathetic as, as well, and he's trying to like play off as a good guy, and like trying to be buddies with the detectives. He's just a maniac.
1: It definitely, like, that the thing where he's saying, like, they're bad people, mm-hmm. he definitely thinks he's righteous.
0: Absolutely. In his
1: own mind. He definitely seems like he is mentally ill.
0: Yeah, there's definitely something up with him. I'm, there was, um, you know, during the court trials, they were talking about, yeah, he did face some neglect and abuse as a child. But, you know, enough to kill three people? Probably not. Um, and
1: that's what we, that's kind of what we talked about in the, uh, Doug Flint murder Yeah, is, you know, there are people who experience those things and don't yeah. murder someone.
0: Yeah. It's like there's, and a lot of, there's a lot of tipping points I'm sure that can lead you to that moment as well, but it does not warrant, it's not an excuse. And you it know. doesn't
1: really seem like what was the tipping point for, for this. Yeah.
0: The detective, he talks then about killing Jesse. Oh, so this is where it comes back to. So he talks about going killing um killing Jeffrey and then he does go into the building and attacks Jason and then runs after Jesse and as he said as Jesse ran the fastest. It's horrifying. That's
1: so horrifying. He starts
0: to kind of ball up and get a little bit more emotional in this moment but he talks about how he wants to die and he hates the idea of losing his freedom. Well, you've robbed other people of their lives.
1: And that's the thing is when, yeah, it, it's, there's some pathways in the brain that aren't quite connecting in, in logic world No, here for him because...
0: It's a, it's a self-centered his, thought.
1: Yeah. Just like, oh, he was too fast. He's crying about it. And it's like, okay, but you didn't, <laughs> you didn't stop when... You went to kill three people, including a 10-year-old, and now, now you're sad.
0: The detectives ask him, so at this time, what do you think is the best possible outcome for all of this? Thane responds, well, someone should tell the family, and they should also tell the mother, You know, Jesse's yeah. mother. This is what he says, that it wasn't personal.
1: Oh my god. Oh, yeah, that's going to make me feel so much better.
0: Yeah, thank you. Oh, it wasn't personal. Thanks, man. Well, it's personal to me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: What about Jason's (sighs) three kids? Thane says that sorry isn't good enough. Yeah, no shit. What would happen if he didn't get caught? Would you have gone after the other guy on the list? Thane says that no, he would have stopped at that moment and lived a normal life. Sure.
1: So he's just like, nope, didn't like it.
0: Thane then says this philosophical stupid bullshit at the end of his interrogation that I wanted to share with you because it made me angry.
1: Oh, cool. Okay, go ahead. He says
0: that the hopes that the best possible outcome after this, he's going back to best possible outcome at the beginning of the discussion. He says says that good things can grow where evil was destroyed. And that (gasps) then he says maybe those families will become stronger and where those kids would be better off without their father
1: (gasps) oh my god he then says that he's
0: talking about how young jesse was and how that's sad but mentions how the kid was probably also on his way to follow in the footsteps of his father this guy's a piece of shit
1: he is severely he needs help
0: yeah he really does
1: oh my gosh i mean you you see that sometimes with a lot of times it's usually more with because he would be okay because Thane would be considered what a spree killer. Mm-hmm. Um, but what serial killers usually see it, where like they kind of have this idea that they are, sometimes they think that they're doing the right thing.
0: They have a savior complex.
1: Either a savior complex, or sometimes if they, you know they're like, oh, well, I was I was told to do this, you know, there's one where he, well there are a few where it's like they believe that they're being told by God to do things. Yeah. And that or that they think that they can just tell that someone is bad.
0: Yeah. It's it's insane. It's
1: hard to tell exactly what it is, but that raises so many red flags. With this statement.
0: The interrogation was insane. And that was kind of the reason why I wanted to talk about this. Because watching that video and listening to this... A young man... with In a really terrible mindset. And with really bad philosophies and like ideas. Thinking that he can go ahead and alter the lives of all these people.
1: Yeah. I, it's... It, it's beyond... It is beyond understanding. At least for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I can't understand it either. But, you know, this rocked Amity for a good bit. I can definitely Absol- say that.
1: Absolutely. People were
0: following this case pretty extensively. And there was various, like, newspaper kind of clippings from all these local area the papers in this area. But yeah. It was, it was a pretty big... Thane was then arrested... On July 2nd in connection with the murders. No shit. In 2012, he was finally convicted. And he was sentenced three life sentences for each life he took. And 15 years for arson.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: (laughs) Just throw that on there. Sure, why not? (laughs) It was part of it.
1: At that point, it's just... At that point, it's just like you're doing it for the sake of... Checking your boxes. Right. You're like, well, you did this. So, <laughs> although you're not getting out for good measure. Yeah. Here exactly. we are. Exactly.
0: It was to make a point. That was definitely like what's evident from the the sentence. It was like at the end of the um, interrogation, also, his Thane did also say that um, he believes that he is going to probably die in prison or be committed to a death sentence. And mm-hmm. His thoughts were that he wants to die, and I think the judge probably heard that and said, you don't get to die. You get to live.
1: Do this. we have a death sentence in Maine?
0: I don't think you guys do.
1: I don't think we do either.
0: So that guy was just being stupid. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's not even on the table.
0: Not even on the table. I don't know why he's thinking that.
1: I think well, I think that that's always the thing, you know, we don't necessarily know as as just citizens we don't know what's on the books and i think that's always what we see in movies is death you know the death penalty Mm -hmm. is on the table that's not always the case there are actually a lot of states where that's not even an option
0: no no. well you're probably asking yourself but what about strout right
1: oh yeah what about that fucker
0: yeah so i mean he was also arrested in september you know for um disposing evidence and you know helping this person evade apprehension. Mm-hmm. Um, he was able to make bail, though, on his charges. But get this. A year later, in 2011, he's arrested for drug charges.
1: I'm just, like, looking at the...
0: <laughs> just...
1: <laughs> just, like, the, the office. Just Can we talk right about projection
0: for a moment? <laughs> Those are bad people. They're drug dealers. Oh, yeah, the whole dispute occurred over drug money.
1: Gets arrested. Maybe yours.
0: Or... Maybe your drug money, Stroud. Maybe it's about your drug money, potentially. But yeah, he's uh, arrested in, in um, 2011 because he's selling opioids, um, specifically OxyCotton, cotton coating tablets. Thousands, apparently, over a oh span God. of time. But Stroud got a lighter punishment because he did also make a, a plea deal. He yeah. went ahead and stood against. Thane and well they didn't really need it but he was willing to go ahead and testify against Thane in court they didn't need to go through that but they still he was willing to do it they still gave him a deal so he only served four years in prison
1: four?
0: four years yeah
1: I know I listened to another podcast uh, let's go to court and I've learned a lot about court proceedings still don't know still don't understand fully But something that I have learned is like if you get a deal, take the deal. Generally, (laughs) it's better for you to take the deal. But yeah, it sucks. It sounds very bad to us. But for a
0: person at that moment, the deal is literally the only thing they have available to lighten the load for them.
1: Right. I would also like to just point out he was arrested in 2010. He was not convicted and. 2012, Yeah. And we see that again in the Doug Flint case where he was just now sentenced in 2020, even though it took, he was arrested in 2016.
0: Justice moves slow. It's so
1: slow. And I, I just want to take the time to remind everybody that that is the case. (laughs) It moves slow. It is so, it's really daunting. The whole system but it's very hard to just you know you want justice and you want to push for it so hard but there are checks and balances which are in the long run a good thing even though it's seems
0: but so uh,
1: so frustrating but yeah and they don't always work but it's a system <laughs> and they gotta work their way through it
0: it's a system we currently have and it's not good no <laughs> honestly no
1: it's not but and that's the thing i'm not trying to completely defend our judicial system it is a mess yeah tm but <laughs> I i uh i guess my thing is do do some research learn how it works and then you can work to become an advocate what? for changing the system
0: yeah look i out. highly recommend that look out for people being you know wrongfully imprisoned look out for people that are getting the full book thrown at him over the minor charges like absolutely people abuse the judicial system to its fullest extent because we have been able to corrupt it so fully
1: yeah because you look at this guy strout he took a deal he he for for lack of like i also bias here uh it seems like he also was the one who kind of put that idea in thane's head yeah personally that's how i feel. Yeah. But are we going to say that he's responsible? That's
0: a different, I, that's I, a different
1: thing entirely, but he helped dispose of the evidence yeah. and also he's got the drug charges, but i'm like there are people who literally get arrested for possession of marijuana and are in jail for the rest of their lives and this guy got 4 years for helping a man who committed a triple homicide. Yep. Hide evidence. And also Thane was staying with Strout's family in New Hampshire.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep.
1: So he was like, you can't stay with me, but I've got a place for you to go.
0: Yeah. He was totally fine with helping him out.
1: Absolutely. It It seems like Strout doesn't care that three people were murdered. Strout's
0: more of an accomplice than anything. I don't think he he got off real light.
1: Absolutely.
0: And that's something that actually comes up a little bit. This year... Thane has appealed his case for the third time, and he petitioned for a habeas corpus on September 4th of this year, stating that the police had not provided him with a lawyer when he requested. Now, the judge is currently saying that he had submitted it too late. <laughs> um, that he had so why wasn't paid.
1: that your first appeal?
0: <laughs> yeah, why was that your first <laughs> appeal? Well, there was some discussion in like his previous appeals that The lawyer situation coming up was an issue, but he didn't petition for habeas corpus. Um, And -hmm. then the other discussions and previous appeals were like, why weren't other people investigated? And then he pointed his finger at Strout. It was like, fair enough, I think.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. But guess whose DNA is at the crime scene, dude?
0: Yeah, that's the thing here is like, he's looking at this moment, he's saying that the process was not followed to the T. Which hey, judicial system wise, yeah, that doesn't happen, and a lot of people no. get hurt when the, the process is not followed. This guy very obviously murdered three people, and he's trying to get this. And
1: that's out. how I feel about Doug Flint's murder as well. Mm-hmm. In those in these instances, I think they have the right person.
0: Yeah, in these instances, it's like people abusing the system to try to worm their way out of this trouble. Yeah, and it's pretty. But yeah, that, I just thought it was interesting that even within like this past year, he's still trying to appeal the case. And that's
1: the other thing, is that's the other part of the judicial system, is it's not just getting someone convicted, getting their sentence. It's also appeals, 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 appeals,
0: appeals. And just think about all that, just bogging down the system and all the judges' time to mm-hmm. actually move through things, because people... Laboriously going every piece of evidence 10, 12 times. And I'm just
1: telling you, I this is I would never be a lawyer. No, absolutely not. It it's, seems miserable. It is.
0: There are easier ways to make money. Oh, absolutely. <laughs>
1: I'd be rather be a stripper than a lawyer.
0: <laughs> Put that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> rather be a stripper than a, a lawyer. lawyer.
1: <laughs> but seriously, yeah, it's. And I knew I, we'd make
0: this funny at some point.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I and I, I, I would like to kind of tackle maybe some more judicial system stuff in the future because I do think it's important to, you know, as much like along with true crime and all of that stuff, I do think a lot of times we forget about the court stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's just as important. Like this interest in the story shouldn't die for, oh, for lack of a better term. When we get to the court stuff, it's not over.
0: No, it's not. There's
1: still so much more work to be done.
0: There is. I mean, it's always interesting to see, like, what ends up coming up in those court documents. They provide the most detail, I think, out of anything that you'll read in your, you know, newspaper. Absolutely. put all that evidence in in grisly detail throughout that whole thing.
1: Exactly. And we saw that, and again, I keep going back to the Doug Flint case, but... I learned a lot about the case by looking at court documents because
0: yeah.
1: you know, it does sound there you can just cherry pick some details and throw it on throw it in a newspaper. Yeah. And ooh, there you go. And that's the only thing someone may see when they pick up let's say Portland Press Herald or the Bangor Daily News. That's the only thing that they see. Yeah. Is, oh my God. And then they never think about it again.
0: Yeah. Well that was fucking rough. <laughs> so he's in jail. He's in jail. He's still he's being done. a dick, and oh okay. my god! Like,
1: I'm uh, glad that his appeals keep getting denied because sometimes it is also upsetting when you know someone's done something, and their appeal gets accepted on a technicality, like they weren't given, they weren't you know given a lawyer or some something was done wrong. They're like, yeah, okay, here you go. Appeal granted. Most of the time it's like it's appealed, but then there's a new court date. But again, that bogs down the system.
0: (laughs) I just keep thinking about Jesse would be 21 this year. Mm,
1: He's my sister's age.
0: Don't think about oh, it. Don't think about it. Don't think it. about oh it. Oh my god. Get out of the bad place.
1: I, I feel <laughs> so... Uh, and yeah, it's that thing where it's like, you you don't know. Oof.
0: Anyway, sorry. Well, yeah. But that's um, why
1: we do this. You want a
0: fucking mainism? Yeah. Hey, it's man. <laughs> uh,
1: before that, I do just want to say, like, that's why we do this. Like, it's fucking awful, but also, it's not only for entertainment. It's also to educate and bring awareness to, I guess, how uh, to crimes, how they happen. It can bring awareness to mental illness. It can bring awareness to all sorts of things. A lot of good can come out of talking about true crime. Yeah. And that's part of why we're here. It can also be cathartic for people who are messes like me. (laughs) Anxious messes. (laughs) It is cathartic.
0: And all the gruesome, grisly detail that you get out of any of these cases, like, I think the thing for me that's a mantra is don't look away. Yeah. Like, look at it. See it for all it is. Because this is life, you know? Terrible things happen every day, and we need to reconcile how we deal with them on a daily basis.
1: Absolutely. And it's like we said before, where it's like, oh, it seems like things are happening more now. We just have a better awareness of it. And yeah. that's one reason why learning more, becoming an advocate, doing what you can is helpful. It is a big pro. Like, it is, it does seem like it's bigger than us, but sometimes little things help. Yeah. So.
0: Hey, hey, it's a main-ism. Hey,
1: what's your main
0: I thought this would be a good thing to end on. This is my favorite thing. It is? Whoopie pies.
1: Oh, whoopie pies. I
0: love them so much. I think it is the best thing that main, one of the best things that Maine has to offer. I'd say it's up close in the top five. Oh, really? Best main (laughs) things. (laughs) This is a fucking crazy thing. That and Seafood Newberg. Seafood Newberg, Whoopie Pies. They're neck and neck.
1: Oh my god. They're pretty hard. Uh, And we we had the fortune of seeing the Sea Dogs while they were the Whoopie Pie. Yes,
0: we did. Oh my god. We haven't talked about that. We went to the Sea Dogs on Whoopie Pie night and. What a terrible name for a baseball team. Also, what
1: a terrifying mascot. <laughs> what an you know? Awful what mascot. I'm just gonna throw that probably on the Instagram or the Twitter. It's terrifying. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's Whoop- like, Pie, here's your manism.
0: The Whoopie Pie mascot is terrifying. It is. They found that in a dumpster. Obviously, it is the grossest. It's really costume. weird because
1: if, I don't think that they've been doing like the Whoopie Pie theme that long. No. No,
0: This is a new thing. Just to like, oh, we're selling whoopie pies I th- tonight. We're the I pies. think
1: like within the last couple of years, that mascot costume looks way too old <laughs> to be as new as it is.
0: Yeah. No, they, <laughs> again, literally a dumpster. They dug it out from somewhere or the GM or owner or whatever. It's like walking around Martin's one day. It's like, hey, look at this thing. Look at that. We can make a whole promotion scheme out of this. Uh,
1: but again, like, <laughs> Wicked Whoopies are my favorite.
0: What's a Wicked Whoopie? So, Wicked
1: Whoopie is a brand. Mm-hmm. So, Wicked Whoopies are great. Uh, I think that they are my favorite brand of whoopie pie. Mm. They have, you know, they have your typical chocolate and, you know, regular cream, but then they also have peanut butter ones, which I cannot eat, but they have, like, a strawberry one. They have, like, a vanilla one that I think has chocolate chips. Like, they're really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, my question for you. Yeah. Who owns the whoopie Pie Manor? Manor, Pennsylvania?
0: So, Pennsylvania does claim it's theirs, right?
1: Yeah, I believe there's, that's their state dessert.
0: Oh, Ours okay. is
1: the state treat.
0: What? <laughs> there's state treats? There's a difference?
1: Yeah, but I think it was because...
0: Is there a state treat in Pennsylvania? Or is Maine just making shit up? Maine's probably making shit up. Gotta look it up. looking it up looking it up when's the first time you ever
1: had a whoopie pie
0: the first time i ever had a whoopie pie um was when i was my mom uh writes books for a living and she goes on tour she went on tour in maine and i went with her this time um it was during the summer so i didn't have any school so I was helping her out with um, kind of a series of tours. And as we were going through one stop in Maine, the whole, the bunch of her fans that were there had an insane, like, top huge-ass Tupperware container full of whoopie pies that they gave to me specifically. <laughs> They're like, you're Jackson! Like, because my mom talks about me on the social media quite a bit and then they just gives me the whoopie pies. <laughs>
1: That's cute. Cute. It was pretty adorable. I like that. So I
0: I'm... ate my weight in whoopie pies, and also then the and then another previous stop, <laughs> she went back to that same location, and okay. I was not there. But they, she came back home with another huge <laughs> batch of whoopie pies specifically for me.
1: Once <laughs> I Once a, I e- had so once many a whoopi- year, you eat your weight in whoopie pies.
0: I had so many whoopie pies. They were literally in... They were taking up a huge chunk of space in the freezer. There were that many whoopie pies. They didn't diminish for like four months.
1: Oh my god. It was bad. It was dangerous. So many whoopie pies. (laughs) I like whoopie pies, but they're not my my absolute favorite. They're not my go-to. So that's a lot of fucking whoopie
0: pies. Yeah, I think I was like 12... And then the next time I had whoopie pies, it had to have been like almost 10 years later. Oh my gosh. Because I was filled up on whoopie pies. I was like, I'm good for a while.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I did find out that Pennsylvania, Maine, Massachusetts, Virginia, and New Hampshire all claim to be the birthplace of the whoopie pie.
0: All right. All right. What the fuck is going on here?
1: But I also want to tell you, I've never heard, these are different names for whoopie pies. Black Moon, a Gob, which is from Pittsburgh. Yeah. Black and White, Bob, BFO, which is Big Fat Oreo. <laughs> All
0: right. That was going to, I thought that was going to get sexual for a <laughs> <Yep>. second.
1: <laughs> it can either be considered a cookie, a pie, sandwich, or a cake. I would say it's a. What is it? Cookie cake sandwich.
0: It's its own thing. It's a whoopie pie.
1: It's a whoopie pie.
0: It's, it can't be classified under any other kind of dessert. Because you can do really... variations with it, too. Yeah. Like, it's... a whoopie pie doesn't necessarily need to be, like, a cream kind of filling, right? It could be sort, all sorts of different.
1: Amish whoopie pie uses marshmallow fluff.
0: Ooh, that sounds really good. That's, like a, mm. that's more of a moon pie, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it's very... Yeah. Also, the other thing that I think is funny is, like, fluff is very... Very American... But very, very East Coast. Very
0: Pennsylvania Dutch, yeah. 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 In
1: 2011, the state, the main state legislature considered naming the Whoopie Pie the official state pie. The proposed proposal received bipartisan support. (laughs) LD 71, officially known as an act to designate the Whoopie Pie as the state dessert, read The Whoopie Pie, a baked good made of two chocolate cakes with a creamy frosting between them, is the official state dessert. The Maine legislature eventually decided to declare the whoopie pie the official state treat and chose the blueberry pie made with wild Maine blueberries as the official state dessert.
0: I love governments like spending any amount of time on this. Someone had to draft that bill.
1: Yeah, someone. It had to go through a process
0: (laughs) of approval. I like
1: that Wikipedia is like it received bipartisan support. Yeah, I sure hope it does.
0: (laughs) I'm not for it. Jeff, you're going to be that one guy that goes against the whoopie pie mill. Oh my no, god. I need this to pass, Jeff.
1: <laughs> Jeff, ha- Jeff definitely had a stake in the blueberry pie market. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> this like, is no. going to shake up
0: my whole business. <laughs> I will not stand for this recognition.
1: Yeah, so I, I think that at this point, we a lot of people recognize... Uh, the whoopie pie is a main thing
0: absolutely like no
1: offense to pennsylvania i think
0: i just think that we don't even talk about pennsylvania i feel like people in pennsylvania like maybe you guys think it's a thing but i gotta say like everybody outside of pennsylvania we don't think of whoopie pies as a pennsylvania
1: thing. i do think it's really funny that when we did go to whoopie pie night they were playing against a team from
0: right pennsylvania (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) as if to try to like rub their face in it Zar town buds. <laughs> our
1: town, our snack.
0: <laughs> well, uh, that's our episode, I guess, for yeah. tonight. And um, what can we leave the listeners with, I guess?
1: Well, since it was a serious episode, maybe some actual advice yeah. again, like I said, if you are passionate about true crime, I highly recommend looking into different advocacy groups. I recommend looking into how the court system works. I recommend looking into how you know all of that stuff works because I know there are people who are interested in who crime who they go on to have jobs in forensics or as police or that sort of thing or you could just you know donate let's say to rain or to the missing and murdered fa- uh, indigenous women foundations things like that whatever you think will help you have a better understanding and help your community do that what yeah. do what feels right
0: and don't look away
1: don't look away don't look away
0: don't look away it's there
1: yep thank you for joining us you guys have a great night
0: <laughs> see you next week Bye-bye. bye bye Hey listeners, thanks for listening to today's episode and just wanted to give you my sources for today. I have thebangerdailynews.com, wabi.tv cinemaholic.com townofamity.org findlaw.com thecounty.me correctionsone.com casetext.com Thane Ormsby interrogation YouTube video uploaded by Susan Baines fiddleheadfocus.com pressherald.com bellsworthamerican.com Thank you.
1: Beep, 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 beep. We have a correction from the uh, Lake Placid episode.
0: The, the, the stone tablets have come down for uh, the, from the corrections department. We would like to give a shout out to the Macabre Family Podcast for uh, pointing out something from the Lake Placid episode here. That, in fact, Betty White is not in Grandma's Boy. It is <laughs> Doris Roberts. Uh, apologies to the Roberts family, Doris in particular, even though she is dead. You will be missed. I do like your film, uh, and I deeply apologize.
1: Thank you. You can reach out to us on our Twitter at HGHpod or on our Instagram at Homegrown Horror We hope to see you again soon.